Hi, everyone. Happy 2019. Welcome back to Just Meg in the first episode of the new year. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, and I'm really looking forward to doing an entire year of podcasting because I did kind of start uh, mid-year last year with Just Meg, and I'm super excited to continue. So as always, as we start our episode, I want to give a shout out and read a review that someone left me as a thank you. I see you. I, I enjoy reading these. So um, Jay Suits. I think <laughs> a real and honest podcast. Sorry, a real and raw podcast. Let's try this again. A real, honest, and raw podcast that dares to talk about all the topics regarding education. Her bright and fresh take on tough topics makes us feel like we are right there with her in our living room. You can tell that she is right there with us in the struggles that we face as educators each and every day. You need to give this podcast a try. I look forward to it every Monday morning when she gives us another episode. Thank you so, so very much. Um, these, I cannot tell you how much these reviews mean to me. Um, I love knowing that I'm helping other people just by sitting and talking to a box that has a microphone in it in my house and sharing my real and honest thoughts with you all. Um, for today's episode, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but I've always been really curious about resolutions and why why they exist. Um, and you're going to get my real and honest opinion about um, New Year's resolutions. So brace yourself. Um, <laughs> it'll be super exciting. And I can't wait to talk to you about New Year's resolutions and what you can expect from me in 2019. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Just Meg, the unique podcast created to discuss anything and everything while remaining completely real raw, and totally uncut. I'm your host, Meg, and it's time for us to get started with another episode. Okay, so we all know that in a new year, um, you have a lot of people that you, know, you see the ads for new gym memberships, or um, you see people coming out with like their word of the year, or making resolutions of things that they're going to do for themselves in the new year, or vice versa. And so I kind of started to wonder and ponder, like, is this something that like we just kind of created? Is it part of consumerism? Like where, where did resolutions actually begin? So, um, <laughs> shockingly enough, it is not part of consumerism. Um, although it has been spun into that. However, um, in reading, an article and blog post on history.com, I discovered that ancient Babylonians, um, were the first people to make New Year's resolutions like some like 4,000 years ago. Um, and they were actually the first to hold actual recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. But again, 4,000 years ago, the calendar wasn't, you know, January 1st being the new year. It was actually mid-March because that's when the crops would be going and everything else. So, um, and it was more dedicated to making promises to their pagan gods about returning things that they had borrowed or, you know, righting wrongs that they had done in the year past. And then the gods would then, you know, um, reward them with great crops and bounty and everything else. So this actually continued to Rome. Um, I'm looking, I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I'm also looking at my notes and it looks like um, it went to ancient Rome where Julius Caesar then tweaked the calendar to have January 1st as the beginning of the new year. Um, and they named it Janus, which was a two-faced God whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches. 
Um, so January had a very special significance for the Romans, and they believe, like believing that Janus symbolically looked backwards into the previous year and then ahead into the future. So that's when Romans would offer sacrifices and made promises for good conduct for the upcoming year. Um, and then it went to early Christians in around 1740. John Wesley was an English clergyman um, who founder of Methodism. I totally said that wrong. It's fine. Um, but he created a covenant renewal service that's commonly held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And it's also known as watch night services. Um, I've never heard of these, but apparently they're really popular within evangelical evangelical and Protestant churches. Um, so you spend New Year's Eve often spent praying and making resolutions for the upcoming year. So it's actually rooted deeply in religious roots and traditions, which I had no idea about um, New Year's resolutions. But now looking at it, that actually makes sense. Um, but I thought that was really interesting because nowadays you're looking at people making resolutions about like weight loss or, you know, wanting to <clears throat> have a more positive outlook on life for the year or, I mean, people make resolutions, but they're not making them to a God necessarily or to a pagan God to have like crops return or anything else like that. But they're, they're definitely making them for themselves and to better themselves, which I think is a great thing. However, I think in a most recent poll that I read before talking about this, like 45% of Americans have said to set a <laughs> New Year's resolution and only 8% have said to have succeeded in completing and sticking with that resolution. Um, and I, we all have experienced this. The biggest one is the gym, which you know I'm going to talk about. We're going to get there. Um, and like just moving your body. And the thing is, I understand how resolutions can seem so um, enticing and things like that. But I think often we get caught up in the like waiting until the new year when honestly you can set a resolution at any point in time. I think the new year is really convenient. And honestly, if you look at it, it makes sense why a lot of people are like, oh, new year is perfect. Because as teachers, even we have been out of school, we are, you know, we've been on break. Um, I don't know what a normal break is for someone who works like an office job, so I apologize. But um, you've had this break. You've had time with family. You've had time to relax. And I said in my past episode that your body and your brain, like, don't fully go into, um, like, vacation mode until you've been on a break consistently for three days. So thinking about how you've been traveling and you've been running from one place to another, have you had a consecutive three days to relax? And most people haven't until it gets closer to the new year or, you know, you had that, maybe you've had four or five days after the, between the ending of the holiday season, meaning like Christmas and things like that. Um, the ending of those holiday adventures and then looking into um, the new year, looking forward you you kind of begin to realize that people have really begun to reflect on the year and you've been around family. Maybe you've lost family members. Maybe you've gained new family members. Um, there's a lot of reflection that occurs this time of year, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. And I think that when you look at, oh, the new year, it just seems so enticing to be like, yes, I'm, this is the year I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to drop the 30 pounds or 
I'm going to save or I'm going to invest or there's, I mean, I've heard so many different, um, resolutions before and we all have we've seen them and the other thing that I've noticed is a lot of people like choose a word and I kind of like that I like the choosing of a word um but you have to be really forward thinking with your word um for instance my word last year was adventure and it scared me (laughs) so I was like okay I have not really stepped outside my comfort zone I haven't tried new things Um, I'm going to choose adventure and I'm just going to see where this year takes me. Um, and honestly, it really kind of embodies my entire last year, which is really strange, but I, I, I set the intention of, you know, I'm just going to, whatever life brings me, whatever comes my way, I'm going to view it as an adventure and a time for growth, whether it's negative or positive. Um, and I'm going to roll with it. And honestly, that really helps me get through the year. And I learned lots of things and I connected with people that I hadn't. And I made growth in areas that I had never really, have never really, before this time, I never really forced myself to, like, I, I can be vulnerable and I can be uncomfortable with myself. But when it comes to learning things, like, I'm thinking of, like, the social justice issues um, that I've learned a lot about this year. And I don't think I would have learned those things or connected with the amazing people that I've connected with had I not been willing to break down my wall of feeling stupid um, and really just being like, okay, I'm, I'm here to learn. Uh, tell me, teach me, show me um, what books can I read, everything else, and doing my own work as well. Like you can't always rely on other people to do that work. Um, but I think that going back to my word adventure, it really embraced many things. And I think that anybody could choose the word adventure. And it, when you look at it and look back at your year, it could probably fit. So it was a very generic term, I guess, <laughs> in a sense. And two years ago, my word was inspire, which I have tattooed on my right wrist, um, which is a constant reminder that um, my biggest goal in life is to inspire others by realizing that you're not alone and by sharing my story. And that's when it gets messy, when life gets confusing and messy, that's always my ground. That what's That's what grounds me is the fact that I started to share and I wanted to inspire others to be bold and be brave and realize that they're not alone. And I've told you this many times before. I don't ever function from the place of, oh, I'm not going to share because it's just me. Um, I probably have a tendency to overshare, if anything, um, just because I can't, I'm not alone in this world and I'm not going to find my people or find people to help or inspire or encourage if I don't share that and get vulnerable. So um, the words that I've chosen in previous years aren't so much like resolutions. It's just things that I choose to focus on. And I think that's the difference between creating a resolution or choosing a word. And maybe, maybe I'm separating them and they shouldn't be separated, but that's, that's my take. So you can either have a, well, well, they do, it's, it's a weird hazy line, I guess, is the best way to kind of explain it. But I did find it really interesting to find that resolutions were rooted so deeply in traditional religion and things like that. So then to see it come out in 
I mean, we've clearly bastardized it in the sense of like, oh, set your New Year's resolution, get $10 off your gym membership right now. I'm like, or pay no annual fees for the first year, or like whatever it is. We've, I mean, we've really kind of taken that and just beaten it to a bloody pulp, um, which is sad. Uh, but that's the world that we live in, I guess. So resolutions are really, really interesting. And I think a lot of people, it, it's a very, it's a big time of mixed feelings the the beginning of the year. Um, it, there's a lot of sense of hope because you have this whole new year. You have 365 days to truly just explore. And, and there's so many opportunities that you, I mean, you don't even know what opportunities, but you know that there's going to be some. <laughs> so it, it, it's, there's a lot of hope and there's sometimes there's a lot of fear that comes with New Year's. Um, and there are some people that are still, you know, in mourning from losing a family member or um, moving on to another year. Sometimes that future is so uncertain that it causes people to panic. So it's a time of a lot of mixed feelings. And I think that a lot of people have grabbed onto resolutions and choosing a word as like a security blanket. Like, okay, if I can make this promise to myself, then it's going to be okay as I work into the next year or the new year or whatever. So I don't know. I think it's a really interesting concept. I think it's a really interesting thing that we've carried on for a really long time. Um, and uh, I know that it looks different for other people. It definitely looks different for me as opposed to like what my husband will set or my family will set or my friends um, if they'll do resolutions or not. I mean, some, <laughs> some of my friends are just like, wait, what? Like, why would I do that? Because I tried the whole gym membership thing and failed miserably. And I think that that's a really sad thing. I think that's a huge part of diet culture is that so many New Year's resolutions are centered around diets. Um, which we're going to talk about next. <laughs> so, you, I mean, you you knew that you weren't going to get out of this podcast without me talking about, like, self-care, right? Like, you knew that that was coming? Okay. So, let's brace yourselves for that that chunk that's coming up next. But um, I did think it was really interesting. Like, I still think it's very interesting. Like, what would Babylonians say now? If they, I don't know, if they just showed up one day somehow, some magical, scientific, weird way. And saw all these ads for New Year's resolutions for gym memberships or, you know, like, I just saw somebody say something for like dry January or something like that. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I have no idea. Um, I mean, what would they say? What would, I think their little minds would probably, not that they have little minds, but I think that their minds would explode. I think they'd be highly disappointed to know where we are personally because their resolutions were dedicated to, you know, praying and hoping for a bountiful harvest, which now we can like, there's like DoorDash. People can bring food to my house. Like I don't even have to leave. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's a, it, I can keep spinning on this for sure, but I think it's really, really interesting. So Let's take a little break. I want you to think about resolutions. Have you made one? Are you going to choose a word? Or is that something that you're going to do this year? Or you're kind of like, eh, not so much. Um, and take a quick listen to one of our sponsors. Oh, my word. Okay. So <laughs> we, we now understand where resolutions come from. And we've discovered that they're deeply religious. Not so much anymore. I mean, for some people, yes, but 
for the good majority, not so much anymore. So let's talk about diet culture, shall we? Um, and before before you slide into my DMs and tell me, hey, like you're a beach body coach, you're part of diet culture. <laughs> you're right in a sense. Um, and we'll talk about that because it's all about how you use it. And I'm not using it the way in which you think that I'm using it. Um, so Diet culture has kind of taken over the New Year's resolution. And in this whole self-discovery and like this motivation that I've had um, to really kind of put myself first, I've discovered that diets are just a bunch of you know what. And they don't they don't work. And the reason that diet industries are like multi-million dollar industries is because they know that people will fall off the wagon and quit or give up or, you know, like they'll stick with it for a while and then they'll quit and then they'll come back and then they'll quit and then life will happen and they'll quit. And it's, it's just, they're constantly going to make money. Um, which is sad and true in, in many, many ways, which is why, when I decided to, um, I didn't. I didn't take the choice of joining Beachbody very lightly, but the reason that I did was because I am in charge of how I use those resources. I am in charge of how I share and teach people about those resources. So it's definitely up to me and how I want people to use it. And I will tell you that like I'm I'm never going to tell you don't do that if that's what works for you. Um but I will tell you that I will always encourage you to love yourself and give yourself grace over, you know, counting calories and being upset that you didn't lose that pound or that inch. Um that's just not something that I believe in and luckily I have that freedom in my coaching business to, to share it that way, um, and help people in that way. And I've also had to do a lot of research on my own as far as, you know, diet culture and how I can, you know, teach people about the body positive community and how to be more body positive and things like that. It's, it's definitely not, uh, it's definitely a mindset and it's not anything that is easy, especially when you've grown up in the society um, that we have been surrounded by for years. And I think that with New Year's resolutions, it's really easy to, you know, you've eaten every holiday cookie and sweet that there is. You have laid on the couch and binge watch Netflix. I mean, I have. I'm assuming you have too. <laughs> have you seen the memes about Bird Box? I mean, let's be honest. Um, so, I, I think that we're all kind of in that as much as we are, you know, looking forward and being hopeful, as I said earlier, I also think that we're in a stage of, you know, that hope for the new year, then hell, like it kind of like helps us set these really lofty goals of I'm going to lose half of my body weight and finally get that killer body that I've always dreamed of. Um, and a lot of that is fueled by hope and the ideas of a new year. And like I said, 8% of people will stick with their New Year's resolutions, whatever it may be. Um, but out of the 45 that begin, 
yeah, you end up with a lot of disappointment. And so if you're sitting here and you're like, yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those people that set a New Year's resolution or you're sitting there and you're like, I'm definitely not someone, I think it's okay to set goals for yourself, but I don't think you have to wait till the new year. And if you're choosing to wait till the new year, I want you to really take a moment and set goals that aren't going to allow you first like to have self-hate. Um, and here's what I mean by that. I, I'm going to speak from my personal experience, I have been that person that um, viewed New Year's resolutions as a time to get my body under control. Um, I always set resolutions to, you know, like reconnect with people or, you know, make so much money on TPT or, you know, like there was, there was always some kind of goal. Um, but every year it was always my body was the biggest one that I loathed and hated. And it came from a place of hate. It came from a place of, I can't believe I've let myself get to this point. How dare I have these stretch marks? I'm terrible. And it was just really negative. And it was all in my head is what it was. It was just this internal um, message of hate. And then you had those ads, the gym ads and the discounts and the, and those were really enticing. And then I would realize, you know, like I'm not going to waste my money because I know that I'm going to quit. I mean, like, we all have that concern. Like, oh, I don't want to spend money on it because I know I'm going to eventually quit. Okay. So then my question is, why are we doing that? But I would always, always have that internal struggle of like, my jeans got tighter. I've eaten all this junk. I'm just doing terrible. I'm a terrible, awful person. I am not worthy of, you know, doing these things. So I'm just, I'm going to take this next year to just, you know, get my body back under control. And and then, and then once my body is under control, I'm going to be able to, then I can achieve my dreams. Then I can hit those really lofty goals. Once, once my body is under control, then I can do this. And that is such a, a backwards way of thinking. And the reason I say that is because I believed what society told me, that I could not attain any of my goals or any of my dreams until I looked a certain way. I weighed a certain size. I wore a certain dress size. I didn't believe that I could do anything until I took care of myself. And not even taking care. I mean, that's how it was spun, but it was definitely fueled in hate. <laughs> it, I mean, it just was. And, I, and I'm not going to speak for other people, but I the ones that I have talked to, um, they kind of felt the same way. Like the resolution was more of a really negative thing that was spun to be positive. Like, oh, I'm finally going to take care of myself. But in my mind and in their minds as well, it was very negative. It was very, it was, it was not good. It was, it was very, very, it was coming from a very negative place. And so I decided that this year and in this podcast, I wanted to talk about before I wanted to get to you before you start setting resolutions or if you've set one, I want you to maybe like rethink it. If you're if you're anything like me and you have any kind of shed or sliver of negativity and you've set something as a goal for your body, I want you to stop and I want you to take a step back and I want you to focus on the amazing things that you what what have you already done? with your body the way that it is. Like, 
are you, how many students have you taught? How many, you know, deals have you set in your business? How many, I mean, like, what have you already attained with your body the way that it is? Because your body is not the problem. It's your mind. Your mind is what's getting in the way. And I have found, and this may not be for everyone. However, I don't think you have anything to lose (laughs) if you've tried all the negative mind thoughts on dealing with your body. Um, prior to this. So I think, you know, if you were to take a step back and realize that one, this is the only vessel you have in this life, um, is this one body. It's not, it's not going to change. It's not going to, um, you're not going to wake up one morning and have prayed or wished, you know, your belly fat to fall off and it's just magically going to be gone. Like that's just not, not something. And honestly, I'm kind of to the point in my my self-care and self-love journey that I am very upset with myself um, for about five minutes, forever wishing parts of my body away. Because all those moments and all those times that I should have been so grateful for my body, um, I wished parts of it away. And this this is my one body. This is the one thing that I have in this life. And how dare I wish those parts away when there are other people in this world that are, are living really full, happy lives and they have half of what I have physically or mentally or, you know, I have not been, you know, diagnosed with any severe illness that risks my life or I don't have any autoimmune diseases. I don't, I have so much to be grateful for. And yet I was still not grateful enough to be thankful for what my body did and what I had. Um, And now I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for every inch of my body that is covered in cellulite. I am grateful for every stretch mark I have. I am grateful for all of my eczema scars and my Raynaud's disease. Like, It is proof that I have lived. It is proof that I have taken this vessel with me in so many different journeys. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've lived in my skin and I've hated it for so long. And I'm just, I don't have time to hate my body anymore. I just don't. Life is too short and I've got one. And I would really rather not spend it hating myself. That just, does that really sound like something that you want to do the rest of your life is hate your body? Like, huh. And I avoided working out for so long because I was in this really negative space of, oh, I let myself go. I can't go to the gym until I can, you know, until my stomach stops jiggling or until my butt doesn't jiggle when I'm on the uh, the elliptical or on the treadmill. Um, I was frustrated with the fact that I used to be an athlete and I had lost so much um, of that muscular athletic physique. You know, like I, I beat myself up so much. And honestly, I've come to realize as I approach the age of 30, <coughs> which is not a bad thing, 30 years in this vessel is pretty darn good, y'all. Let me tell you. Um, I'm I'm just so tired of not feeling like I'm worthy enough. And I don't even know how I'm not enough. And I think that that's where I was because society had told me in in multiple multiple ways um whether it was the genes or the ads or the the diets or whatever and I've tried many of them and failed at all. And and it constantly left me hating myself. Failure 
to get my body under control always left me hating myself. And that's just not something that I wanted to do anymore. So now that I've rambled on about that, I think that it's fine for you to set a goal about your body. Um, But I don't think you should look at it as, you know, getting your body under control like I did or wanting to change it or wish parts of it away or morph it to fit some kind of mold. Um, I really think that people will stick longer with loving themselves than they will hating themselves. I think that when you give yourself grace and you truly step back and understand that this is what you've got and to be envious or jealous of someone else is not, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's going to keep you stagnant in where you are. And I think you also have to realize that everything you want to do, you already have the power to do. It's just you being in your own way. So, No matter your resolution, whether it's body-driven or mentally-driven or monetarily-driven or academically-driven or, like, whatever, I think you need to give yourself grace. And I really want you to stop and think and make sure that your resolution isn't rooted in hate. And if you fail, because failure is part of learning and growing, It doesn't mean that you completely give up. It means that you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you try again. And you've already learned one lesson, and you can go on and learn another. And I think that that's the greatest thing that resolutions offer. I think we get really caught up in the hateful aspect of, oh my gosh, I didn't do it. I didn't stick with it. I didn't go to the gym every day like I thought I would you know, like those really lofty goals that are set and fueled by hope. I think you should give yourself grace. And so you didn't make it today. You're going to try to make it tomorrow. Okay, cool. You got to take it one day at a time because life's going to throw you curveballs, like I've said. And you can't, you can't lay on the floor um, and then be upset because you didn't attain your goal. You, you have to get yourself up and you have to realize that failure is just a lesson that you've learned, which we tell our students all the time. However, when it comes to ourselves and making growth in other areas, we fail to realize that failure is simply a lesson. <laughs> like it is, it is a chance for us to realize that, hey, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. So many of us are quick to just toss it out the window. And if you want to be healthy, I think that that's a great um, way to look at it. Being healthy versus like having a goal weight and a goal size. I think that making sure that your goals, you realize, give yourself grace and realize that there are going to be times that you fail, but what is your plan to get yourself back up? What is your what is your message? Is there a quote? Is there something that you can stick on your mirror or your window or your phone background? Um, Because I'm going to tell you, as much as setting resolutions and goals may seem easy, attaining them is not. And you're going to fall and slip backwards and all of those other things. So what is it that you're going to do for yourself to get yourself back on track to attain that goal or meet that resolution? But No matter what you do, please, 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 I am begging you, do not set a resolution with any ounce of hate or 
disgust for yourself. Do not set a resolution because you want to wish parts of yourself away or completely change yourself because you hate the way that this is or that is or whatever. I want you to set it in a positive mindset. I want you to set it in a positive way and realize that you're human and you're not perfect and you're not going to nail it the first time. That is where you're going to be successful. And honestly, I think you have to, in the giving yourself some grace with these New Year's resolutions, I think you honestly have to also realize that your plan is going to change and you can't be rigid when it comes to that change. You actually have to go with the flow. Um, This is why I have my Unalome tattoo that I got in Nashville with my friend Sarah Plumatalo, who, yes, tattoo buddy. Um, It's a great representation. Although it's the Buddhist, you know, representation of path to enlightenment, it's a great representation of life. I have this plan to reach this goal or to reach this moment And it's just, it's not going to go the way that I planned, but life is beautiful because it's not a straight line. All the twists and curves make a really amazing pattern and a really amazing story. And you can't hate that. You can't, you can't wish that away. It's your story. It's your life. And you've got one. So now that I've rambled on, I hope that you have some kind of reflection. And if you've listened to this episode this far, I would love to see you share it, um, and and let people know that you've listened. And I would also love to see what kind of resolutions, if you are setting any, or what word you've chosen for this year. I would love to see that. So when you take a screenshot and tag me in it and let me know that you've been listening, please, please, please let me know if you're choosing a resolution. Um, or even if you forget to screenshot the episode, please tell me what your resolution or what your positive outlook on life for 2019 will be. Because I'm really, really hoping that I've caught you early enough in the year to be positive and um, realize that having resolutions centered or with slivers of hatefulness within them are, are not going to be beneficial to you this year. So I'm wishing you all a very happy 2019. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave your review. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you next time.